0: And now here's another timely yet timeless word from the Word of God from one of our services at First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. Well, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, we're going to be going through verses 3 through 14. I began thinking about next year, uh, probably the beginning of this month, about what I was going to be doing as far as, you know, Plans for, for youth activities, things like D-NOW coming up, camp for next year, uh, things of that sort. Uh, also was thinking about just what life was going to look like next year. So next year, uh, me and Michelle are celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary. I know it's, she, she still has not learned, I guess, so, uh, so thank goodness. Don't, don't let her know of anything. Uh, but, uh, but we got our 10-year wedding anniversary coming up next year. Uh, I also got accepted to a doctoral program. Uh, and so uh, looking at uh, uh, Studying lately now that doesn't mean you get rid of me. I'm actually going to be here still I just have to go over for a week and deliver everything. So uh, uh, So don't be thinking I won't take off uh, and, and go ahead and try to replace me just yet. But uh, but anyway, but you know Just a lot of plans and everything coming up uh, for the for the next year uh, And one thing that I began to realize uh, was that uh, my prayer life was one that I had not planned for. And really, if I reflect back on 2021, uh, was probably one of the things that was most lacking. Uh, now, many people would probably say that that might be acceptable because of the the things that have gone on. It's been a busy year. Um, uh, this next month, January, is when Michelle's mom and dad caught COVID and went to the hospital. February is whenever he passed. Uh, March, we spent the whole March basically getting her house together uh, since she was unable to, to kind of still think uh, straight after the COVID uh, April we started uh, on the process of buying a house. May uh, we started packing stuff. June we renovated a house. July we moved into that house and and then August uh, was the new school year. Michelle starting a new job and pretty much it got busy and, and, and really as I reflected on 2021 I really sat there and said it's been a hard year. It's been a tough year uh, I think many of us have probably gone through the same thing, whether it be uh, finally getting back into the office and, and learning about new protocols that you had to go through. Uh, the quarantine mess is still upon us and, and, and all this. It's just been a really difficult year. And, and really, whenever I looked at 2021, I said, I did not spend enough time in prayer And so this year, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is I'm I'm going to try on Tuesdays. I say try because you'll you'll understand this. um, I'm going to try Tuesday having that day specifically for fasting and praying. Um, Which is why I said try, because I I don't know if you've seen me, but fasting is not necessarily something that I do on a regular basis. Um, But uh, uh, but anyway, and and I I told a couple people this, that I'd be doing uh, fasting and praying, and I was shocked whenever many people did not understand the need for fasting, And and some people say, "Well, why do you fast? Is it just because you just want to lose a few pounds? And you know, not eating anything helps you lose some pounds." And I said, "No." I said, "But fasting is is those pains that you have, those hunger pains, remind you to pray and pray fervently for whatever it is you're praying for." Uh, And really, I, I began to think about it that many times. Um, When we talk about us having a, a bad prayer life, it's not necessarily that we don't have the desire to pray. It's not necessarily that we don't have the time to pray. A lot of it is we don't know how to pray. We really don't know how to come before the Lord. And really, if we think about, we always talk about prayer as a conversation. If we really looked at our prayer lives uh, and talked about what kind of relationship we have with the Lord based off those, uh, it would probably be a very one sided prayer. It would be very much the same as uh, those old commercials that came on. I say old, oh, this was the early 2000s. Uh, so uh, for me, this was the younger years. Uh, some people in this room haven't even been born yet. So, I mean, uh, that tells you something right there. Uh, but, uh, uh, but back in the day, there was a commercial about the, uh, the price of minutes for, for phone plans. Uh, this was at a time, believe it or not, uh, where you had to pay per minute... How long you talked? And nights and weekends were free. And then Verizon came out with the five. Y'all remember that? You had the five people you can call on anytime you wanted to, right? And there was this one commercial during this uh, time. I think it was a Geico commercial because all good commercials are Geico commercials. But basically, this family called each other collect. And when you call collect, you always have to give your name. And they would in the name, you know, say whatever it is they wanted. So they would pick up the phone, and it would have something like Bob had a baby; it's a boy on there and and then say do you know do you want to accept this call and they go no thank you and then you know someone off the side well what's that oh bob had a baby it's a boy right and, and really you know it's a funny commercial kind of you know displaying the the ludicrousy of paying per minute and all this stuff but at the same time many of our prayers are just exactly like that we go to lord for maybe 30 seconds and it's hey i need this bye and, and we don't allow any time for a conversation to take place. We don't allow any time uh, for us to be stirred, to be convicted by anything. And, and so uh, one thing that I've noticed in my prayer life is I have not allowed enough time for the Lord to shape me and to reveal to me my sin, to reveal to me uh, what it is that I'm to do in my day-to-day walk. But very much so, it's 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 very much just like that commercial. Lord, I need this. Lord, be with me during this. Lord, give me strength in this. Amen. And so, looking up uh, uh, a passage to, to study, I remember we went through Colossians uh, right whenever I first got here uh, with the youth. So, sorry guys, this is kind of a rehash of a of a message that we've already gone through. So you can just go to sleep. Uh, but uh, one thing that Paul does at the beginning of the book of Colossians is he begins to pray and and th- be thankful for the church of Colossae. And so it's interesting here. So the book of Colossians, Paul is writing to a church that generally is healthy. It's a healthy church, though they do have a few problems. One is they are being infested with this false doctrine called Gnosticism. Now Gnosticism was this early uh, tradition that basically said that all matter was sinful and, and this is based off of Greek, uh, a Greek philosophy, uh, philosophic belief uh, that all matter was sinful, and so for Jesus to come to this earth, he could not have come in bodily form, therefore, uh, because he would be sinful, right? Because he had a body, and so they thought that Jesus was here in spirit, and that he just appeared like he had a body. And so this is why a lot of times, in, in specifically the end of the Gospels, you see Jesus constantly eating and and. and constantly having meals and breaking bread with his disciples. The reason why was the, the gospel writers were trying to show that Jesus had a full body. Otherwise, he wouldn't have any need to eat. He wouldn't be able to eat, right? Spirits don't eat. That's not, it's not typically a thing. I don't know if any of you have seen Casper. Um, <laughs> Wow, that did not get the laugh that I was hoping it would get. Uh, you know, you know, movie about ghosts. You know, they start eating, and all everything just falls onto the floor and all that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, uh, so spirits don't eat, and so uh, the Church of Colossae, as with many of the early churches, were beginning to be eaten up with this false doctrine. And so Paul, later on in this book, begins to kind of discuss some of these issues there. Uh, But one of the other issues that they had, uh, which also hit the early church pretty hard, was the issue of legalism. So this was basically, uh, it's very similar to how we have legalism today, which basically says in order to properly follow the Lord. You have to do these specific certain laws. And in this case, back at uh, this time frame, it was that Gentiles had to become Jewish either through circumcision or whatnot in order to fully participate within the church. And so Paul being the apostle to the Gentiles is writing here saying, absolutely not. There There is no way you can make yourself right before the Lord. But before he goes into that, he has this, this introduction here in chapter one, where he begins to pray for the church. Now, the church here is not a perfect church. As we said, it has two big issues. However, Paul still finds something to be thankful for. And really here in this passage, we see that Paul prays uh, in two different ways. One, he prays for or in thankfulness to the church and their witness. And then in the latter part, we see that Paul prays for their continued faithfulness. And so as we look at this book here, as we look at this chapter here uh, in chapter one, let us be thinking about as we go through here, what can we be thankful for that the Lord has given us, one as perhaps a a family, one perhaps as as a church, and then two, individually, what can we be thankful for for this year? And then two, let us be thinking about what we can pray for, uh, for faithfulness in, Cause let's face it we live in a lost and dying world the work is not done and it will not be done until the lord jesus comes back so Lord, how can we be faithful in our service to you this year? And so, as I normally do, I'm just going to be going verse by verse through here. So, if you got your Bible, uh, it's not going to be on screen. Sorry. This was, this was kind of Saturday night special. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, not enough time to get the slides together. Uh, but if you have your Bibles there, uh, you can follow along with me. So, we begin in verse three. It says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints. So notice here that Paul begins to pray in this prayer of thankfulness to the church for their love for all the saints. Notice here that they love one another and they serve one another. Let us be a people who do just that. Verse 5, he says, Because of the hope laid up in you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, that is the gospel. Notice the source of this faithfulness is not necessarily because everybody is, you know, fantastic and everybody just gets along well. Perhaps all of them are Florida Gator fans, like true righteous people are. But notice here uh, that the reason why they are able to come together is because of the gospel. The gospel is what brings everybody together. Why? Because our ultimate need is not necessarily A common dialect our ultimate need is not a common culture our ultimate need is not even a common football team our ultimate need is that we are sinners and we are destined for hell unless we repent of our sins and turn towards the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation you see because this is our greatest need we can have people come from all kinds of places from all different types of cultures and come together and be able to work well with one another here within this church we have a vast array of cultures that are in here. Some of you woke up this uh, yesterday morning and received guns. Right, I'm looking at the O'Grady's there. I know y'all got some airsoft gun, or some uh, uh, air uh, guns uh, yesterday. Uh, I, however, did not receive any guns. As a matter of fact, of my four gifts that I received, three of them require me to charge them up before I can use them. Uh, so a little bit of a difference in cultures there when it comes to there. Some people are perhaps like Eric. I told you I was going to make fun of Eric during this thing, so here we go, Eric. Uh, Eric's big gift was he got to have a body wash that was scented uh, with pine. I don't know what culture that comes from but that is not mine. In Alabama that's right. Even even from Alabama. That's that's exactly right. No, but we have many cultures that come here as a matter of fact, uh, as I mentioned earlier, me being a Florida Gator fan in front of many Florida State Seminole fans or perhaps as mentioned a while ago, an Alabama fan uh, you know there are many differences among us, and yet we come together and we love one another well. why? Because it is the gospel that brings us together and not anything else there is nothing there is no central thing or idea or culture that would bring all of us together in this room today except for one thing and that is the gospel of jesus christ and so this morning we as a church can be thankful for the gospel that the gospel binds us together that the gospel brings us together and sends us out in mission with one another verse number seven just as you have learned from epaphras our fellow servant He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. You see, Paul also right here commends a brother named Epaphras. More likely, Epaphras is actually the founder of the church at Colossae. Uh, Epaphras is the one who first shared the gospel, and Paul, uh, being you know a, a fellow minister of the gospel, worked alongside Epaphras in order to... Hey, I'll put the verses up. I just noticed that. Um, sorry, <laughs> squirrel. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but more likely he worked alongside Epaphras in sharing the gospel. And so Paul here commends the Colossians for following this gospel that was first brought to him from Epaphras. This was not a gospel that has changed over time. This is the same gospel that had been preached to him from the beginning. The gospel today has not changed since this moment in Colossians. Though we have technology, though perhaps uh, some of you are reading the verses up on the screen instead of in paper, the gospel message is this the same, that we are sinners in need of a Savior, and it is that that it binds us together. You see here, Paul commends uh, Epaphras being a faithful minister in the gospel. We must be thankful for those who serve among us. And so especially here at this new year, let us be thankful for, for people like Brother Dave and Miss Debbie who faithfully serve us. And, and though granted, there are times that you sit there and go, this, these people are crazy, right? I mean, that's, that's all we were just talking about this morning about the drum set getting set up and, and all this, and, and, and some of the settings were off, and we we're like, man, somebody must have messed with this. It's not necessarily the person who we want. Though there are times when, when people like that come in and perhaps you know, get us aggravated, nonetheless, we should be thankful for those who faithfully serve among us. Miss Sandy in the secretary's office. I always make fun of her because I love messing with Sandy. I, I do all kinds of. I'll I'll sit in my office and jump up and down really loud, you know, just to just to mess with her. Just so that way I can come down and and, and talk to her. I know it's. I mean, you know, these four walls kind of crazy. I'm a crumb, y'all, you gotta remember that, you know, I'm not all there. Uh, so, uh, but, but, but yet, Miss Sandy pretty much knows everything that's going on within this church, and in fact, is the one who reminds me of doing various things. The reason why there was a calendar up here this morning for me to announce that there was a calendar is because Sandy came up here Thursday night and put one here, because she knew that I would forget, and she was right. Uh, so uh, we, we must be thankful for those who serve among us. And, and we need to commend them. We need to commend those who serve among us. And though there are times where you are not going to agree, we are all trying to do the same thing, and that is progress the gospel mission. And we must not forget that. Our enemy is not ourselves. Our enemy is sin. Our enemy is Satan. That's who we fight, not one another. And so we see that Paul here in this first part of the passage is praying uh, for thankfulness, praying in thankfulness for the church. But also we see here in verses 9 and beyond that he begins to pray for faithfulness. For the church for faithfulness to the gospel mission we see this in verse 9 it says and so from the day we heard we have not ceased praying for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding notice here that Paul says that he has not ceased to pray now what does it mean not to cease to pray well in panacea terms you don't stop It means to continue. It means to go on, right? And so you notice he says he continues, he he continues in praying. He never ceases in praying. Prayer should be something that we do constantly. There is not a moment in our lives that we are not battling our own flesh, our own sin. And believe it or not, we need the Lord's help in in order to overcome that. Uh, the biggest lie that is perpetuated in our culture and even within some of the churches is that, uh, is that of the, uh, I can pull myself up by my own bootstraps. The gospel says, absolutely not. You do not have the power to do so. But there is one who does. And all we must do is surrender. That is what we constantly must be doing. Otherwise, we are susceptible to our sin. And that does not mean that we won't stop sinning. Indeed, there will be, there will be many situations throughout the day in which you might fail. Uh, but that does, mean, that does not mean we stop praying at that moment. We continue to pray, Lord, forgive me for this. Give me strength to continue in, in going forward. But notice here that Paul says he does not cease in praying for the church. Let me ask you this, and this is honestly what, what caught me in this passage as I was reading over it. How much do we pray for one another? How much do we pray for one another? I don't mean just the people who are up on stage on Sunday morning that you see pretty prominently. How much do we pray for each other, especially as we go forward into the week, into our lives? Now, granted, we do remember to pray for one another when someone is sick or when someone's in the hospital or when someone's going through a difficult situation. But let's face it, there's a lot of times where we don't know what's going on in each other's lives. There's a lot of times where the stuff that's going on in our homes are not blasted on Facebook. And the fact is is that we must be in prayer for one another because we need prayer. We need prayer. I've been very thankful to be a part of this body this year. Um, It's been a rough year. My father-in-law was really my mentor. Uh, he really was. He, me and him had a relationship that was, you know, everybody always talks about how, you know, oh, i got to go to the in-laws' house. I never felt that from my father-in-law. He was the greatest guy and, and really just poured into me. We talked three or four times a week on the phone for hours at a time. Uh, just, uh, I really loved him, really uh, cherished him, and not having him this year has been probably the hardest, single hardest thing for me to go through. Um, there have been times where I have utterly felt alone, uh, that I have no one to talk to, and and I, I don't blast that out on on the screen uh, on the computer screen uh, because that's not something necessarily, necessarily you want to blast out there on Facebook, right? Um, but at the same time, I need prayer. I need prayer because ultimately, that is not true. I am not alone. Why? I am here with you. We together come in order to encourage each other with the gospel. And I know if I've thought that, that there are probably some others in here that think that they're in situations where they are unable to go forward because they are utterly alone. And let me tell you, you are not alone. We must be praying for one another constantly. We must never cease. And notice how, what are we supposed to be praying for? He says this towards the end of verse 9 that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. You see, we constantly forget scripture. We constantly forget the gospel. We begin to believe our own lies. One of the reasons why James commends us to confess our sins to one another is because we are dumb. And we begin to believe our own lies. And if you don't think that, go onto Facebook, go onto What Color Citizens page, and you will see that prominently blasted for everyone to read. I'm getting a lot of amens on that one. Uh, but but that is, is prominent, you know, a prominent place to see all of these lies that people believe. And really, a lot of them can be disbelieved if they just went and talked to someone. We must be in prayer for one another, that we would have wisdom, that we would continue to be in Scripture, that we would understand, not based off anything that we can receive on our own, but based off gospel truth. You see, the reason why I began to believe that I was alone was because I forgot the gospel that said that, no, that I am not alone, that the Lord is my strength and my shield. And yet, me and my sin, I began to allow myself to think that the Lord was not faithful in that. And indeed, that is wrong. We must be praying for one another. We must pray for one another to, to have spiritual wisdom and understanding. Later on in, verse, uh, in chapter 1, he, he says that he, he prays that they would continue to mature as Christians. Let us be praying that we grow with one another, that we mature. That we, that we continue in our, our, our struggles, not so that we can just keep going, but that we, we grow in spirit and wisdom and understanding so we can help one another when they go through these times. Verse 10. He says, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Uh, When I I was going through this, uh, I noticed that last part of verse 10 where he says, Bearing in fruit in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God. Uh, One thing that I've noticed is that I'm not very good at that and part. Normally, I like to insert the word or there. I'm either doing really good work or I'm increasing in knowledge and understanding. But that's not what that word there is. That's a, that's a conjunction. That's, a, that's bringing together these two ideas. You see, we are to be working with one another. We're to be working well and we're to be growing into understanding of the gospel. It's not an either or thing. It's a both and. And we must pray that we continue to do these well. And now that doesn't mean that you know one might not be gifted in one as much or, or the other, you know. Right? I, I'm a very big introvert. I know this probably sounds weird. Y'all are sitting here thinking you talk to everyone. I, I had to teach myself to talk to people. It was it was really awkward. You should have seen me in high school. Some of you did see me in high school and were like, "What in the world is this fool doing here uh, now on uh, at the church?" But uh, but it, I, I'm I'm an introvert. I don't like to talk to people. I do love to read. As a matter of fact, for Christmas I got me a Nook. It's like a Kindle, but it's better. And uh, uh, and one of the things I love I love to read, and I love to just sit there for hours and just and just read. And, and believe it or not, I don't read just novels. I read like factual stuff, and uh, and you know no pictures or anything. It's crazy. And so, uh, but but that's that's one thing I love to do. And very much I have to force myself to go out. Uh, and, and, and be around people. And that, that was early on. Now it's, it's kind of flipped. I'm a little bit more outgoing than what I was. Uh, but I've noticed that in my life, there are seasons in which I sit in the office, I sit in the chair, I sit on the couch, and I don't really go out. And then there are seasons that I'm out doing everything and I neglect the couch, I neglect the office, I neglect the chair, I neglect reading. But notice here that Paul does not say, hey, listen, you can do either or. He says, do both and to do good works, and to increase in knowledge. Now, this is not for salvation. This is just, as we said earlier, maturity. This is growing in faithfulness in God. And so let us pray that we can continue to grow in our understanding of the gospel and also that we continue to go forward into our communities and do good works. Verse 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Reading through with joy is, is what I, I, I sat there right there because I think a lot of us perhaps go through the motions and do it because we want other people to see that we're doing it. We don't want people to come up to us and question, right, and ask, hey, is everything Okay. Um, and so we go through it. But notice here that Paul tells us to, to do all of this, to be strengthened uh, according uh, to his glorious might and endurance and patience with joy. Where does that joy come from? It comes from the gospel. It comes from the fact that, that we have been saved, not anything on ourselves, but everything because of the Lord's love for us. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of saints or of the saints in light. Notice this. Paul tells us that we're to go forward and notice how he says, how how are we able to do this? It's because he's qualified us according to the gospel. You see, a lot of times people have a hard time uh, serving in church or, or, or going out and sharing the gospel in the community. And the number one excuse is, I don't think I can do that. I, I don't think that that is my place. I'm not as knowledgeable as such and such. I'm not as gifted as such and such. What the, some of the choir people have been asking me to join the choir, and I have not wanted to uh, because uh, I am not as good as some of those people in the choir. Uh, and, and, and the fact is, is that many of us believe this lie, that unless we have these sort of qualifications, we are not able to do anything. But yet notice who... Who gives us the qualification in order to grow in understanding, in order to go and do good works? It is not ourselves. It is not a a bastion of people who have come together in order to give out these certificates. It is the Lord Jesus Christ himself that has certified us to be able to go out. And indeed, if you are a Christian in here today, that is your job is to go out and to do exactly this. Why? Because he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. In other words, we are not slaves to sin. We do not have to wince, continue to wince every time we think about our former lives. Instead, we are redeemed. We are redeemed and we can go forth in the gospel because our big issue is no longer an issue. Because Jesus died on the cross, and was raised from the dead, thus defeating death and defeating sin, he gives us the ability to have life, but only if we surrender to him. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. You see, we do not put our hope in our own understanding. We do not put our hope in our own works because we do not have redemption within ourselves indeed if we continue to follow our own thoughts we will be utterly lost forever instead our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest name but holy just or the sweetest frame but holy trust in jesus name on christ the solid rock we stand All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Our hope is in Christ and what He has done for us. And so as we go through this next year, Let us not wince at what happened in 2021. Let us not wince at our former lives, at our past sin. Instead, let us remember the redemption that we have because of Jesus Christ and let us go forward in our understanding of Scripture as we continue to mature and to grow. Let us go forward as we we go out to the community and do good things in order to share the love of God in our lost and dying world. But let us also not cease to pray for one another because i imagine that this coming year will probably be hard for some and probably easier for others we must be in prayer for one another without ceasing let us be known as a people of prayer let us be a people who can go to one another and, and do just as James says, confess sin. And know that when they come and confess sin, they're not going to receive judgment, but instead will receive gospel truth that we do not have to live that lie if we are redeemed, that, that we must do better in order to obtain some sort of uh, spiritual sa- sacrament, but instead that Jesus Christ has taken care of our big issue, and because of that, We have hope to go forward. Let us be praying for one another as we go through this next year. uh, I looked on uh, last night and saw that COVID numbers are starting to go back up again. It seems like this is going to be another cycle that we're going through. And immediately, we probably all began to wince inside as soon as we heard this. But yet our god is faithful in that our big issue is not necessarily whatever disease is coming up at the time but our big issue is that we are sinners in need of a savior and just as we sang earlier he came to save us once and for all and forever this year we'll probably see some joys As we mentioned, uh, which actually uh, I I got word, Ashley has not uh, gone to the hospital. She, the baby, is still parked right inside her for a little while longer. But there are going to be some joyful times this year. There are going to be babies born. There are going to be weddings that are going to be had. There are going to be food to eat. It's going to be a great time. But for many, this is also probably going to be a terrible year. There'll be people who are going to die. There are going to be big moves, perhaps away from family. There are going to be issues that are going to arise up. Let us be constantly in prayer for one another. And so, on Tuesday, I will be fasting and praying. If you would like to pray this year, I recommend you praying on Tuesday, as there will be at least me, I imagine maybe a few others who will be joining me in prayer. But let us be in prayer for one another. Let us go to one another and tell each other, hey, listen, this is my problem. Please pray for me. Let us go to one another and confess sin. Let us go to one another and share joys. Let us go to one another and give, give reports of grace and mercy that has been bestowed on us. Why? To encourage us to continue in our job that we have. Let us continue forth in the gospel through 2022. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we come before you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We thank you for allowing us to be here. Father, we praise you for your word. We praise you for your faithfulness to us, that though we believe our sin over the gospel truth, you continue to run after us. You continue to show us where we fall short and continue to bring us back into the pathway of understanding gospel truth. Lord, we pray as we go into this time of invitation that this would be a time of reflection. Oh, Lord, how can we be more faithful, Lord, as as individuals who are following you, as families who are trying to teach young ones about who you are uh, and trying to show you through our marriages, our relationship with family. Father, how can we be more faithful to you as a church as we go through this year? Lord, I pray that you would be with us during this week, Father, that we would be faithful to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this podcast from First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. You can find more information and follow us on Facebook or visit our website, CrawfordvilleFBC.com.